You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome to the Claret and Blue podcast for a quick post-match debrief with Ashley Priest. I don't know where you are, Ash. What is that background? Oh, it's, the view's terrible. I can't even see the, can't see the whole of the pitch. It's just... Uh... <laughs> I think the Villa fans that I knew, I had a bit of trouble. Same old mm. at Sellers Park. It's not, not the greatest of view, so my yeah, feet are freezing, by the way, as well. I have to battle through the snow this morning, and my feet are still ringing wet. I'm cold, but I'm on my way home shortly after a, a good three points. <laughs> yeah, I know you want to get home. Just be careful if you might rub it on your jacket as well, because that will get annoying after a little bit. But yeah, uh, you're okay for now. Um, <laughs> just give us your, your general reaction then, first of all, your 60, 90-second summary. What, what did you think of that game today? Yeah, very good, very effective from Villa. The day of the game plan, um, look, much harder to beat, Dad, for me. Um, everyone knows the jobs to a T. Marvis Lakamba, John McGinn, that midfield three working really well again today. Toramings at the back, a pillar of strength. Sinning White's been techie, which is good to see. And yeah, I mean, it didn't happen for the forward boys today, but they put a shift in, all three of them. And Ashley Young, did, Ashley Young did really well today. A calming head out there. I think he's Gerard's little lieutenant. He, he uh, picked him out of a prize before this one. Said he he's he's uh, he soaked up all our methods at, uh, like a sponge. He's been he's been the best one for me over these two weeks. Has Ashley Young, so he was good today. But yeah, all in all, I think Gerard masterminded a brilliant victory. So Palace's first defeat here of the season and lifts uh, Villa's away day gloom. So, yeah, credit to the players. They nailed it today. I want to do something we've not done before because I've not seen the game. This is just a quick quick reaction from your point of view more so than anything. Um, talk me through your player ratings. I want to do it kind of quick fire. I want you to go through each player. You might not have to remember the ones you've actually written down off the top of your head, but we're just going to go through the first 11 and a quick kind of you know sentence for each, just for yeah. something we've never tried it before. Let's see how this goes. Emmy Martinez, how did he do? Martinez, he did well today. He swept up his box really well from the crosses that come in. He even took that Matt target as well. He bundled him out of the way. He was getting everything. He did drop one, though. He dropped a corner, which was un-Martinez-like. Un- un- he saved well from Benteke and Edward Leighton. And uh, he loved it in the way. And afterwards, kissing the badge, he went over to him, jumping up and down. He loved that one today. Right, seven, out of seven out of ten, I give him. Probably a bit harsh, seven. but you know. <laughs> uh, Matty Cash, right back. Yeah, did well. He had uh, a to contend with and he kept Zahar quiet. Uh, Matty Cash got booked. He's on four yellow cards now, so he's walking a tightrope for Man City ahead of being probably suspended for the Leicester Liverpool game. So, but yeah, Cash did, dealt with Zahar well today. Seven and a half out of ten. Uh, would it come Mings as a duo go from together? Yeah, I thought Mings was, that, was just, just above Contra in terms of player ratings. Why give Mings an eight, Contra a seven? Uh, Mings, excellent against Benteke. Kept him quiet. Contra was good um, as well. But yeah, immaculate from him, to be honest. But um, I don't know he says. He got in between them later on to um, uh, chalk off that clean sheet, which they wanted. So disappointing to concede later on. Mm, I got, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure Gerald will be cons- uh, disappointed with that that uh, that goal as well. To to you know, two back to back clean sheets would have been would have been lovely. Yep. Um, Matt Target left back, the goal scorer sets off sets the result in motion. Uh, a tidy finish as well. I've seen the goal, not bad. Yeah, touch finish, kept it low, did what he was asked. The first goal in over two years. His last goal was against Brighton in the um, Sopish time at Villa Park. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, targeted well today. He had the tricky Elise to contend with, did fine. Um, improving all the time under Gerard. He got an eight, eight out of ten today. Lovely. Into the midfield, Nakamba, man of the match. Yeah, for me, yeah. For, I think edge the first half. It was out of Nakamba on McGinn for man of the match. Nakamba. I think he was the pick from the first half. He just settled it all down, nipping him really well, like he always does. And uh, I spoke to Gerard after about him, and he just says, so important for us, you know, Nakamba. Does all the, the does all the nitty-gritty work uh, people quite, uh, can miss. But yeah, Nakamba got a nine from me today. McGinn got an eight for his goal. Brilliant goal. Uh, yeah. I asked Gerard about his celebration. I think his, his lad's going to be doing the McGinn. 
can't do it. But yeah, uh, great finish from again. I love, I love to see him around the box. He's such, such a goal threat. He got an eight out of ten. I'll give Jacob Ramsey a seven and a half out of ten. He went off, but Jacob Ramsey, another big performance from him today. So yeah, the midfield did really well. Yeah, agreed. The thing that I like so far in Gerard's first couple of games is the players that we've not written off, but the players that you don't really expect to to make massive differences here. Matt Target, Nakamba, yeah. Mings to a lesser extent, where you think, you know, they're, they're squad players and, and players that are playing every week in, in terms of Target and, and, and Conta, uh, Mings, sorry. But you're thinking, you know, Watkins has got to play big games. Ings has got to make a difference. Bailey's got to do this. That's what we're thinking before Brighton. And it's these, these underrated squad players that have really stepped up over the last couple of weeks. And, and that's very encouraging isn't it? It is, yeah. He's getting every, he's getting he's getting that little ten percent more from the players under the mm. previous management, and that, that's a sign of a good manager, you know. Um he's introduced a lot a lot of different methods, a lot of information to take on board, but the players are, are nailing it, doing everything out there that he wants them to do. He was disappointed with the stoppage time, the last few minutes. Villa Villa went sloppy a little bit towards the end, but other than that, I think the he's getting every he's getting a tune out of the players, and that's a sign of a good manager, Dan, for me. Yeah. Uh, Leon Bailey next. Yeah, I'll give him a six today. It's probably a bit gen- generous. Um, I've got to remember he's been a stop-start campaign for him. But before kickoff, Gerald said he's been he's been unreal in training, such a threat in training, and he wanted to give him a chance today. Did okay. Looked a bit bit menacing in the first half, but a bit rusty for me. It's still early days with Bailey. I think I think he'll come good in time, but it won his day today. Six out of ten. Ashley Young, another one that we just mentioned. Yeah, someone I did not expect to be playing such a part of the years. Very calm, very assured, experienced, rolling back the years to, to 2008, playing on the wing today. How did he get on? Yeah, vintage Ashley Young. Uh, the, the crowd didn't like him because obviously he was getting getting the better of the crowd and winning. He just took the sting out. He's a young game management. I mean, he slows it down when he needs slowing down. And Villa have missed that previously. He just knows what to do. He's been there, been around the block as, as young uh, as Ashley Young. So he got an eight and a half out of ten today. I thought he was very good. Very, very uh, didn't waste much when he, when he had the ball. Did the right things. And um, a lot. It's it's more of a two two off of one mm. in terms of Young and. Um, Bailey playing off a Watkins today and it worked really well. I thought Young, Young was really clever out there. And like I said, he, he's uh, Gerard's little lieutenant on the pitch, like a manager on the pitch, if you were. So uh, Young, Young's been brilliant. And finish off with your player ratings, uh, Ollie Watkins, the lone striker. Yeah, I mean, I gave him a seven originally because I thought he had a good start, but he faded. Um, he got a mm-hmm. rollicking off Tyra Mings as well after Watkins gave away the ball on halfway and then Mateki was in. So he got, he got a tailing off by Mings. I gave him a six in the end. I changed it and I think probably a six, but a bit generous, but he did well. He, I think he prefers playing up there centrally and um, it'll come for Watkins. I think, yeah, he could have done a bit, bit better today, a bit sloppy in possession, but all in all, he worked his socks off as he always does. Just run me through the subs as well. I think there was only two that came on. Uh, Douglas Louise and El Ghazi was there a third. There was, thinking? yeah. Uh, Boyne Dale come on later on. I didn't, I didn't have time for a rating for him, but but yeah, Garzi got an assist. Uh, he mm-hmm. teed up McGinn's, McGinn will prove to be the winner. Yeah, our guys look quite menacing when he come on. He picked up some good, good uh, the ball in good areas. Um, he's another one that could kick on under, under Gerard, who's liked what you've seen. And who's the other one that come on? Um, uh, Douglas Lewis. Douglas, yeah, he got sent off. And then I didn't, I didn't get that at all. I, I, did, I did warn the fans that the referee is card happy, Marcus Salisbury. He came in for his Premier League debut today. He, he mm. wanted to dish another red card. I think he dished out five in his last 20 games. So, But yeah, that, that was um, downgraded to a yellow. Uh, Douglas did okay. But uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's beyond the camera in the pecking order now for City on Wednesday. Yeah, I've seen that that red card decision on on Twitter this afternoon and strange, bizarre. You know, never a red card. Then that's the, that's VAR working at its best, isn't it? Overturns it, and <laughs> I don't know what he said. His name was Mark. I think he might might be back down to the championship next week. To be honest, <laughs> he didn't have um, a game. 
Uh, El Ghazi, by the way, good decision making because we've seen him shoot from those positions before. Yes, you have. Yeah, he shoots from all angles. But today, he chose the right pass. Lovely way to pass into McGinn. And all he had to do was bend his foot around it. All he had to do, like, like I do every week. But no, <laughs> yeah, great finish from McGinn. Yeah. Um, talk to me about the penalty shout. Someone has just said that Watkins should have been brought off rings. He wasn't having the best game. His first touch was a bit poor, which, you know, we've seen that in, in previous games as well. But, you know, he has got goals in him, hasn't he? That, you know, I want to just kind of give him a bit of time. And he, he fits Gerard's um, system well with, with his pressing and stuff. But, you know, he was the, the boy that caught a penalty, wasn't he, this afternoon? He could have had three or four. Yeah, yeah, I mean, from where I am. three or four, <laughs> whether they yeah, actually yeah. were ones is, is something different. I mean, you see, probably see one, one or two of them given. Um, two comings together inside the box, and another another day, probably one of them gets given. But, yeah, um, he wanted them, didn't get them. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that in terms of Danny Ings, Ger- Gerard said before the game, he's had a bit of a couple of niggles of late. He, he's not at the races in terms of his fitness levels. And I think we should, we've seen that last week against Brighton. So, so he wanted to play Watkins centrally today, more energy from Watkins. And I mean, to, I know Ings didn't come on today, but when I saw that, he's to bring on to, mm. to, to Nick and William. When the defenders are tired, Ings will be a fox in the box to, to hopefully get something. So, yeah, Villa's bench much stronger this season, as we all know. And um, like I say, I think Watkins probably starts again on Wednesday against City. Yeah, that's arguably our strongest bench all season, isn't it? El Ghazi, Watkins, Douglas Louise, um, definitely a couple of others, Buendia also, Tom yeah, Zaby, exactly. Wars. You know, that's, that's a pretty good bench there when you when you say it out loud. Um talked about the style of play. You know, we kind of said after last week, and I've already had a tweet saying that, you know, I didn't after the last game I said not much had changed. I still stand by with you know for the large periods of Brighton, we weren't yeah, brilliant. Yeah. But you can see those changes. Today though, I've spoken to Steve as well, our boss, about this. And I said, he said, you know, this today was a good result. Last week, it was just about the result. Get the win at all costs, stop the rot. You know, that, that's perfect as is. But today, the performance as well from from things I've seen and the bits I've read seems to be, uh, you know, a lot of change there. Can you kind of yes. talk us through through the 90 minutes as a whole in terms of the performance? Yes. I mean, Villa only had, what, just a little over 30% possessions today. So, Palace had the lion's share. But it's what, what, the, what Villa did with it when they had it. I mean, they had 10 shots on, on Palace's goal compared to Palace's eight. Much more effective with the football. Gerard made, made a big point of Villa being out of possession, bossing the pitch out of possession, make, making sure Palace don't have a pass on. Or what else did he mention? Um, as well, just playing in good areas and keeping things tight um, positionally as well. So, they're nailing that at the moment. And once Villa are become possession-based, I think that that's when the goals will flow. Obviously, they scored two today, which, which is good to see, but it's, it's going to take a time. It's a work in progress, but uh, it's what they do out of possession. They're just so much tight-knit, um, much harder to beat as well, which is something Gerard echoed as well afterwards, so harder to beat. And um, it's just boding well. Much more of a unit, compact, not taking risks um, in silly areas. And just, yeah, just just gone back to basics and just making sure everyone's right in, in positions. And, you know, that forward, that front three is quite interesting to watch uh, play out. I mean, you've got two two floating off Watkins quite narrowly. And it allows the likes of McGinn and Ramsey to, to, to get, get the ball wide and use it that way. And the full-backs bomb on that then as well. And Nakamba's the, the pivotal man for me in the middle, um, making sure he's there as the insurance policy, if you like. So, yeah, I mean, they're taking the, the information on board. And um, Gerard deserves huge plaudits for that. I just want to read a couple of fan comments. Uh, John Hall says, great game, defended well, and our attacking play was awesome. Uh, Mark Fisher, great all-round play, not all about the attack, more resolute at the back, makes a huge difference. Ian Robinson says, I felt like we were in control all game, and Scott says we flooded the middle again. Um, did you feel like it was always, uh, just, it's easy with hindsight, but do you feel like it was always going to be Villa's day today? I did, yeah, I did, yeah, from uh, early on. Um, yeah, we really got into the rhythm quite, quite, quite quick. The quiet in the crowd down here uh, frustrated them. Um, and yeah, they're very good. They use the football really well today. 
uh, picking the right passes in the camber. Jacob Ramsey always showing in tight areas, being brave to do that. Um, and yeah, I can't fault them. I can't fault a player today. I really can't. Um, good team shift. They'll enjoy tonight, as I said. And even, even Gerard told me, just he said, I'm, I'm planning for Man City t- t- tomorrow. I mean, I mean, tomorrow I'm going to plan to get Man City. So he ain't stopping. He's quite relentless. He'll be thinking um, about it tonight. Oh, yeah. Thought. Exactly. So, yeah, he's, he's full steam ahead to Man City on Wednesday now for, for Gerard. So I'll go back home tonight. And um, yeah, uh, all eyes on Wednesday, like I say. But yeah, what he's, what he's achieved in two weeks, it's been phenomenal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple more questions I want to get to before I let you go because I know you've got other stuff to That's do right. get, get back as well <clears throat> excuse me um, Paula says possession, uh, percentage of possession means nothing it's quality exactly. not quantity I thought it was interesting what Gerard said after the Brighton game where he's like you know they were playing in areas that we wanted them to it's, it's fine then passing it around the back we're, we're exactly. comfortable we know what's going to happen um, give us a bit of insight into to Gerard the, the man I guess it, it, to give it a, a rubbish phrase what's he been like in press conferences when you've dealt with him what kind of you know we see what we see in interviews is impressive enough, but kind of away from the cameras. What you know, what, what kind of impression have you got in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, he's very serious, very thoughtful. Hence, why I chucked him a little bit, a little bit of a, of a, a lot-hearted question today about your son doing the begin celebration, and he quite liked that. Um, but yeah, very serious, very thoughtful in what he does. Um, he's thinking all the time, and um, yeah, he's taking it really seriously. Danny really is. He wants to prove prove himself at this level, and he's doing that brilliantly so far. But um, yeah. I think everyone, obviously, Gerard, the name, a lot of high-profile former players really, really make a big impact. But I think Gerard could be the one, you know. Um, he took it seriously. He's got a good coaching team behind him as well. And what I like to see as well, whereas previously under Smith, you had Shakespeare, you had O'Kelly, Terry, you had McPhee, Danks, all all around the touchline. Whereas here, it's just Gerard on his own. Mm. There's no one bothering him, just him. He's close to the action. And he said he, want, he wants to wants to be out there for the players. He wants them to see him. He wants them to go help him guiding them over the line. So, um, yeah, he's his own man. Um, and he's loving it, you know. I think he's loving it. Uh, he's got a good group of players to work with. He's getting the best out of them now. And um, the players are loving it as well. Hence, them following the game plan and doing exactly what he's, what, what he's been asked. And, yeah, I've got a good feeling about this, Dan. I really have. I think everything that he said so far, he's got absolutely spot on, and it's easy to have that backed up when you've just won your first two games as well. I think if we'd have lost the first two, when he was having lovely press conferences, we'd be going, "Yeah, do it on the pitch exactly. first. Um, I thought that he's been respectful to, to Smith and the coaching staff. He's mentioned McFeed today about having you know, a, a very good technical special specialist coach for set pieces, and mm. his job is to identify weaknesses. We've known that Palace is a that Palace have been weak from set pieces, and we go and score in the first ten, twelve minutes or whatever it was from a set piece. But you know, he also knows not to get carried away with the own the, the job that he's doing himself. It's, you know, it's two wins, but there's still plenty more to do, and, and that's what you want to hear from your manager. Well, today I'll, I'll mention it. Uh, Eighty McGinnis just scored a couple of minutes later, eighty seventh minute. Gerard give us a wave. Um, he, d- he didn't bother. He didn't, say, he didn't bother. <laughs> he didn't bother waving back. He was too focused on the game, and it wasn't over, was it? I mean, they scored at the end, Palace minutes ago, and it could have been different, any differently. Yeah. So yeah, he, d- he didn't want to wave back. He, he's got a job to do. Um, I think yeah, he made a point in his pre-match press conference as well. I think someone asked him a lot. Time, you play a Christmas do a bit, a bit of team spirit bonding. I'm not interested in that, mate. I said, uh, he said, uh, I'm focused on points and getting Villa higher up the table. So no, no messing, and that's what you want from the manager. So um, he's saying doing all the right things at the moment, and I'm intrigued to see him pitch his against Guardiola on Wednesday. That'll be that'll be really interesting. Yeah, finally, just going to ask you about Man City because, you know, often as fans, as much as we're on a, a good little run at the moment and confidence is high and it's very easy to get carried away, 
I mean, to be fair, these last couple of games, let's not underestimate how how good a results these two are. I don't think Brighton had lost away all season until they turned up at Villa Park. Palace haven't lost at home all season until today either. Um, you know, they've gone, given lots of plaudits about the way they play and Brighton are doing well. You know, Palace and Vieira, like, what, you know, what a start they've had. And we've gone there and what should have been really two, two back-to-back 2-0. Two so let's not underestimate yeah. how good these two guys have been. But, you know, Man City is, is another level on, on Wednesday, I think it is. You know, as fans, we kind of look at that and go, you know, it's a difficult game. Let's see, you know, we'll see what happens. What kind of approach will, will Gerard have to that game and your kind of prediction for what is a tough game? But, you know, Villa Park crowd, it's going to be, it's going to be lively, isn't it? You never know. Exactly that. I mean, he's had two good games to work with his group now to, to implement his game plan at, um, in terms of being out of possession. I think 36 and 37% Villa have averaged in the last two games against Brighton and Paddy. So, so that'll give them a, like a, a bit of a training exercise to play against Man City because they're not going to mm-hmm. have a, a large chunk of the ball. So they'll be used to that. And um, it's what they do with it. I mean, they've had 19 attempts on target, I mean, on goal in the last two games, which is good going, going forward without having the ball. So they've been really effective when they've got it. And uh, nothing to lose on Wednesday. You get the crowd right behind them. Joe will be pumped up. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it already. I think Villa can cause a shock there. And um, yeah, with the players, the, the, the team spirit is built in the, these two weeks. I'll be going in there full of confidence as well, especially after today and the manner of it. Right, well, we'll call it a night there. Well, I think, or an evening. Well, I think we'll do something again on, on Monday or Tuesday, more in depth. We'll maybe get Pat, James, John, whoever's around. Uh, unlike Stephen Gerald, who's very serious, Matt Kendrick is at the German market tonight <laughs> on, on, on the beers. So that's why uh, I've asked you to, to start in a, a quick 15 minutes on your shift rather than me and Matt messing around. So, uh, Ash, thank you very much for your time. Get yourself warmed up. I found my feet. I found my feet. I can't feel my feet. They're gone. They're gone. See you later. <laughs> Thanks to all the fans that tuned in. We'll be back with another more in-depth podcast in in the week um, in the build-up to Man City as well. So thank you very much for for tuning into this quick post-match debrief, and we'll catch you again in a couple of days. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the Villa. Up the Villa.